You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We interrupt your Chicago Bears training camp previews to put a final bow on the Allen Robinson contract negotiations and why the Bears' number one wide receiver should be insulted by the way Ryan Pace and company negotiated and the final offers they put on the table. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like LockedOnBears on Facebook or join the LockedOnBears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. Don't forget to subscribe to our full Locked on Bears YouTube channel as well for all of our video content coming out with our podcast. Plenty of Bears goodies coming your way as we get closer and closer to training camp, the preseason, and the regular season. But for now, we have to circle back briefly to the Allen Robinson franchise tag negotiating deadline. It passed late last week, as expected, without a deal. But we started to get some reporting coming out on what the Bears were offering down the stretch, what Allen Robinson was seeking, and ultimately that's where the difference lies and how Robinson will enter the season playing on the one-year franchise tag. So we'll look at why this Bears offer feels insulting to a receiver of Allen Robinson's caliber, why even separate from that, he was justified in asking for the amount of money that he was, separate from whether or not you feel like the Bears offer was insulting, and why more than anything else, this style of negotiating and this move with Robinson doesn't make sense for the Bears both on the field and off the field. But we start with what the Bears were offering Allen Robinson. We knew these two sides had been far apart for quite some time. We knew that contract negotiations hadn't necessarily been productive in quite some time. But as the deadline passes, we get a little bit more of formal reporting. This from Chris Emma from 670 The Score, he reported, and I'll, I'll read verbatim from his article, Robinson's camp and the Bears haven't negotiated in earnest on a new contract since last September when discussions broke down. Robinson coveted in the range of $20 million annually, a market set by receiver peers like Amari Cooper of the Cowboys and Keenan Allen of the Chargers. The Bears were well short of that in their offer, topping out at around $16 million annually. And for me, that $16 million number is where I want to start. Because on the franchise tag, he's making really just a hair under $18 million fully guaranteed this season. So the Bears were offering him less than he is currently getting on the franchise tag. But even more so, that $16 million number would mark the 15th highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Let's set aside Allen Robinson's $20 million mark for a little bit. We will get to that in a moment. But specifically, the Bears offering $16 million a year on a per-year average right now, that would make Allen Robinson the 15th highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL. And I dare you to name 14 wide receivers better than Allen Robinson. I'm not going to go through and power rank all the top 15 wide receivers to tell you exactly where 
Allen Robinson should slot in. I'm more of a believer in tiers anyway. You know, he's sort of in this group with some of these receivers, maybe behind these guys, but ahead of these guys. And it can be a little bit murky there exactly where you want to slot some of these players in. But it's important to know that their average per year is not always equivalent to where they belong among the top receivers in the league because it's it's all about who's gotten paid most recently. They kind of set the market for everybody else. And every year, the highest paid contracts end up being more and more valuable as new guys become the highest paid players at those positions. There was obviously an, a deviation from that this spring. The Bears bet on the wide receiver market being weak. It was. It was a smart bet for the Bears to franchise tag Robinson and watch other contracts come in a little bit lower than we expected and the market overall being set lower than we expected. But at the same time, we saw other wide receivers this year in this lower market get more than $16 million a year, and it feels, again, directly insulting to Allen Robinson to say, you're not even worth as much as those other guys. The Bears are lowballing him on what's already a low market. You look at free agency. Kenny Galladay from the Detroit Lions gets $18 million a year to play for the New York Giants. Or with the Seahawks, Tyler Lockett gets $17.25 million a year in a contract extension from the Seahawks. The Bears in this offer are saying that Allen Robinson is worth less than those two guys and the money they got from their respective teams. Yet, Lockett has never hit 1,100 yards in a season. He's broken the 1,000-yard mark a couple times, but he's never had 100 catches in a season, or he just hit 100 catches in a season for the first time this year. Allen Robinson hits 100 catches regularly. This year, he was at 1,250 yards. I mean, he has had more productive seasons multiple times than Tyler Lockett ever has in his career. Or Kenny Galladay, in his career, he had one year where he hit uh, 1,190 yards, just under 1,200. Robinson, again, 1250 just this year and earlier in his career in Jacksonville with Blake Bortles he had 1400 yards and 14 touchdowns like I don't like to make the purely stat-based argument it seems to be a little bit lacking in nuance but when the purely stat-based argument strongly supports Robinson in addition to all of the on tape skill set production playmaking and the little intangible and often unmeasurable things that Robinson does that makes him so valuable, you can't even make the fantasy football argument that Galladay or Lockett are worth more than Allen Robinson because Robinson has proven consistently through his career that he has been the better and more productive receiver than two guys that hit the open market this year in this weaker, reduced wide receiver market that guys that got less than they thought they were going to get. The Bears are still offering Robinson even less than those guys got, offering him less than slightly inferior players got on the complete open market and still not even able to match that. I mean, we're not even saying like, hey, the Bears should necessarily match Robinson's demands. We'll get to that in a moment here, but they can't even get to what the rest of the market was doing in a down year. They're lowballing below that. For me, it's absolutely insulting to Allen Robinson, and it's a gross misvaluation of the talent and the player and the person that the Bears have on their roster. To me, this is very different than Alshon Jeffrey a couple of years ago. There were some injury questions there. There were some questions about him producing when the rest of the offense wasn't playing well. Robinson has alleviated both of those concerns for miles. I mean, all of his production has happened in struggling Bears offenses. And 
since his torn ACL, he has been a model of consistency on this team. It's very different than letting Alshon Jeffrey walk and the risk that was involved with that offense, knowing that Brandon Marshall was around, you know, Martellus Bent. There was a lot of other factors, and the Bears were in a much different situation then. But right now, Allen Robinson is worth a hell of a lot more than $16 million. And we'll break down exactly why I would pay him the $20 million he's looking for next on Locked On Bears. This episode of Locked On Bears brought to you by our friends at BuiltBar.com, the makers of the world's best tasting protein bars. I go into my cabinet every single day and pull out one of the delicious, chewy, sweet treats that somehow we can call a protein bar because it's loaded up with protein, but it's all low sugar, low calories, high fiber, high protein, and covered in 100% real chocolate. They really do taste like candy bars, and it's why I have to limit myself to just one per day. But I was feeling around in the pantry, and I noticed starting to get a little low on my Built Bar, so I placed a reorder. Now I've got a, a custom box of strawberry, coconut, and cookies and cream on its way to my house right now. Those are three of my favorite flavors, but I've tried every single one, and I promise you will find something you'll love. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I think there's two separate issues here with the Bears and Allen Robinson's contract negotiations that, as, as Bears fans, right? I think regardless of what you think about what Allen Robinson was asking for, I don't think you can argue the $16 million is a fair market valuation. So that would be a very, like, taking less money for the benefit of the team, which I will never hold against a player for not doing. The team, team will cast you aside in a moment as soon as you're no longer valuable to them, and a player needs to get as much as he possibly can. But so I think regardless of what you think about the $20 million, it's really hard to argue in favor of the $16 million. But even if you think that he's asking for too much, you just can't... For me, that's very egregiously too little from the Chicago Bears. You can start to meet somewhere in the middle around the Kenny Galladay number if you really want to negotiate there. But for the Bears, topping off at around the $16 million doesn't seem to me like they were very serious about meeting somewhere in the middle for these negotiations. But I think separate from the Bears' lowball offer, I think the $20 million mark that Allen Robinson is asking for is something he is completely worth. For me... $20 $20 million is not, you know, highest paid wide receiver in the NFL money. If we pull up the list of where wide receivers contracts stand in per year averages from our friends at overthecap.com, $20 million a year would not make Allen Robinson the highest paid player, whereas the $16 million a year mark puts him in some unflattering categories with, with receivers that he's just clearly better than, right? He's right just below Brandon Cooks at 16.2, Adam Thielen from the Vikings at 16.2, Robert Woods from the Rams at 16.25, Mike Evans from the Bucks at 16.5, just ahead of Cooper Cup at 15.75, Jarvis Landry a little bit below him. Right? That's not the tier of wide receiver that we're talking about with Allen Robinson. But $20 million, that bumps him back up near the top. And I think it's important to, again, acknowledge that's not... He's not asking to be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. He's admitting, yes, DeAndre Hopkins should make more money than me. Julio Jones 
also should be making more money than me. I mean, he's not asking to be paid at the same level as those two highest paid wide receivers in the NFL. But like Chris Emma had referenced in his article that we talked about earlier, $20 million puts him right in line with Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper. And for me, that's exactly where Allen Robinson belongs in these tiers of wide receivers. He, guys who are truly bona fide number one wide receivers in the NFL. You, they will go up and get it. They will be huge, productive workhorses for your team. They are playmakers, and they get the job done, and they're a quarterback's best friend. All the things you look for from your number one wide receiver, but they're just, you know, just the, the tiniest bit behind the truly elite of the elite, right? I mean, we talk about Julio Jones as a future Hall of Famer, DeAndre Hopkins on track to be, you know, like that level of special. And maybe, you know, Cooper and Allen and... Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson can, you know, start to build up longevity long enough. I mean, it's still very early in their careers. I'm not trying to put anybody in the Hall of Fame before they have fully earned it, right? But there's there's a slight separation there that is slight enough to have a difference in contract value, but not so slight as to push Robinson way down into the, again, the tiers of other receivers at his price mark. Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Even Adam Thielen down there. I mean, Allen Robinson is more than those other receivers on the list. For me, the Cooper and Keenan Allen thing is a much closer argument in terms of production. Amari Cooper has actually never had a season as productive as Allen Robinson did in 2020. Again, 100 catches for 1,250 yards or so. Cooper has never hit either of those numbers. And yet, he's a $20 million a year receiver. And you don't see people overwhelmingly railing on him as being massively overpaid or some sort of, you know, horrible contract that the league is making fun of behind the, the Cowboys' back. Even Keenan Allen, he, in 2017, he hit the 100-catch, 1,250-yard mark once, four years ago. But he's been under 1,200 every season since. Again, the last four years, he hasn't done what Robinson did this year, notwithstanding, again, the 1,400-yard, 14-touchdown season Robinson had in 2015. He's been capable in, in, in the right situation of being even more productive than what we've seen from him thus far in Chicago. And so for me, with these Robinson negotiations, he's not just like some young wide receiver who's still proving that he could be a true number one, right? Or that you're not sure. It's like, well, we've seen, we've seen some, but he's still on his rookie contract, and we don't know how sustainable this is going to be long-term. We have seen not only three straight years in Chicago of number one receiving, but dominance in Jacksonville before his ACL injury of just elite number one receiver play. And he's recovered fully from that torn ACL and gotten back to that top level of top wide receiver play. And for me, that fully merits a top wide receiver contract. Not the top wide receiver contract, but a top receiver contract. Because as this offseason goes on, or, I mean, and into the regular season and into next offseason, Devontae Adams, he's going to get a big contract, likely going to put him over the $20 million mark ahead of Robinson, right? Every time a new, a new top receiver hits the free agent market, they're going to set the numbers even higher and push everyone else's value down. That's why it's not always perfect to just compare Robinson to everybody else in contract dollars around him because Odell Beckham Jr. is at $18 million because his deal was done uh, more than a couple of years ago and Michael Thomas at $19 million more than a couple of years ago. That's not saying that 
Amari Cooper and Keenan Allen are always better than Michael Thomas and Odell Beckham Jr. It's just a matter of the market and how quickly or how, how recently you have gotten paid and gotten compensated. So a guy like Devontae Adams is going to jump from the $14.5 million mark up to the top ahead of the $20 million mark. And Chris Godwin from the Buccaneers also looking to be pushing that number. And as soon as those guys start getting their contracts, that's what Allen Robinson is going to point to to say, that's the type of money I should be getting as a free agent wide receiver coming up this offseason. And so from the Bears' perspective, I guess they're betting that this wide receiver market is going to remain flat and that Devontae Adams is not going to get big money, even though he's very clearly one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, if not maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL the last couple of years. I mean, he's he deserves to push Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins at the top of that list. And Chris Godwin young up-and-coming ascending wide receiver that every team would want and his franchise tag mark was lower than Robinson's based on his previous contract but he's expected to hit that you know that 20 plus million dollar mark as well and so if those guys get that money Robinson is going to say he's just going to go to the free agent market and get the same kind of thing because teams are looking and clearly willing to then go after those receivers and pay them the type of money that they absolutely earned based on their consistent level of high play that you just can't find anywhere else. He's worth every penny he's asking for. And for me, he's all the more valuable specifically to the Chicago Bears right now. And we'll explain why the Bears need Allen Robinson more than Allen Robinson needs the Bears next on Locked on Bears. Great example of Allen Robinson's value from our friends at betonline.ag, the number one place we trust for all our sports bets and the number one place we recommend. They've got a prop bet out for this upcoming season. Who will be the receiving yards leader this year? Robinson, not at the top, right? As we've talked about, he's not going to be at the top of those discussions, but he's right in the mix with plus 2,000 odds tied with Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, and Odell Beckham, just behind Keenan Allen and Michael Thomas, and just ahead of Adam Thielen and Tyler Lockett, right? The odds makers are seeing where this player's value is, and you can certainly see if you add Justin Fields into the mix fairly early into this season, Robinson might have a good shot to at least contend for that receiving yards leader, Mark. And if you want to get in on the action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Plus, they've got odds for win totals, playoffs, Super Bowl, coach of the year, rookie of the year, and so much more for football, plus basketball, baseball, soccer, hockey, tennis, you name it. They've got it at betonline.ag. So sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code Locked On to receive your free 50% welcome bonus with our first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. When you take a step back from the contract negotiations and the micro level of, okay, what's a player worth and what is the rest of the market and, you know, how, how do these negotiations go back and forth? When you really take, you know, the, the, the view from above, it really doesn't make a lot of sense for this Bears situation now to lowball and potentially risk losing Allen Robinson. I mean, right away, you look just at the wide receiver depth chart. Not a lot of long-term answers there. It's very short-term right now, and a lot of unknowns. If you look at who's under contract, in 2022, after this season, 
Here's a complete list of the Bears wide receivers that will be under contract next year as of right now. Darnell Mooney, Riley Ridley, Daz Newsome. That's it. Javon Wims, free agent. Anthony Miller's a free agent. Marquise Goodwin's a free agent. Demir Bird's a free agent. Allen Robinson, set to be a free agent. You don't have a wide receiver core outside of Mooney next year. I mean, we like Mooney. He's a encouraging, promising, looks like a legitimate number two wide receiver in the NFL. Absolutely great. But that's not, that's not a real wide receiver core. We don't know this season what we're going to get from Anthony Miller from Marquise Goodwin, from Demir Bird, from Javon Wims. Maybe one or more of those players plays well enough to earn a new deal with the Bears. I mean, doesn't feel like Miller or Wims is trending in that direction. Marquise Goodwin seems like perhaps the most likely candidate. And we broke down this full wide receiver core in our training camp preview for the Chicago Bears wide receivers a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Make sure you go back and listen to that if you haven't up to this point, or watch it, of course, on our YouTube channel. But there's a chance... None of those guys are back. There's a chance that maybe one of those guys are back. But Mooney and Goodwin next year, again, is not a wide receiver core. That's not a complete set of weapons for Matt Nagy and for these Bears quarterbacks. You're just, you're just not going to be able to replace Allen Robinson all willy-nilly. None of those guys are going to be able to do it on the roster. And if you're going to go out in free agency to replace Allen Robinson, you're going to pay market value the same market value you would have to pay Allen Robinson. So it doesn't make sense really from a wide receiver talent standpoint, unless you're just going to start throwing draft picks at the position, but you probably should have started that this year so you'd be ready if Robinson was going to leave the following year, and you don't have a first-round pick either, and that's going to cut into some of what the Bears are trying to do in terms of rebuilding this roster everywhere and just trying to get better and build around your rookie quarterback. And that's the bigger issue here, right? Regardless of wide receiver depth, you need to surround your top 12 franchise quarterback, top 12 pick, face of the franchise, future of your team quarterback with as much talent and skill and anything to make his job easier as you can. And right now, you have a number one wide receiver that most quarterbacks in the NFL would kill to have. He's the perfect potential support for Fields this year and moving forward into his career. And yet, the Bears are pulling this, well, he's only worth 16. He's only worth, he's only a top 15 paid wide receiver as opposed to, you know, a top 10 or a top, you know, in that top five range in terms of money. But Robinson is so much more important than just what he does for himself. It's what he does for Fields and what he does for the rest of this Bears offense. He has an unbelievable catch radius. I mean, we've seen it for Robinson. I, I don't want to spend too much time reminding everyone how good Allen Robinson is, but I've seen enough Bears fans feel like, eh, he's not, he's not that great. He can catch off-target passes. We saw it with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, and, and before that, I mean, Chase Daniel getting on the field in some of those situations. It was, it was Robinson being a vacuum. that You get the ball close to him, and he's able to make awkward catches from strange positions to have 1,200 yards and 100 catches with two below-average quarterbacks over the course of multiple seasons in Chicago. He can win downfield and make big vertical plays for your offense. He's an elite route runner. He's elite at separation. Specifically, I want to shout out Matt Harmon from Reception Perception. He tracks receiver route running. He'll go through and how they win versus man and zone coverage and what kind of routes they're running and where they're having success on which routes. Allen Robinson consistently in the top five for success rate of route running versus man coverage. He gets open for his quarterback, 
whoever the quarterbacks are, but especially when you have a rookie quarterback, it makes his job so much easier. Contested catches, all these different things. Fields doesn't have to be as perfect throwing to a receiver like Allen Robinson as he would maybe for someone like Anthony Miller or some of these other guys that we talked about farther down on the depth chart. That's what you're paying for with Allen Robinson. It's not just volume, but it's efficiency and effectiveness and making everyone else's job easier. It's why the stat argument by itself doesn't feel sufficient, even though he wins the stat argument compared to other wide receivers in the league making more money than him. But he's so much more than just 100 catches and 1,250 yards. For me, all of that comes on top of the team-building strategy of where the Bears are. You have all these on-the-field reasons as to why you should pay Allen Robinson and why he would be a valuable piece to have for your rookie quarterback moving forward. But the Bears have Justin Fields on a rookie contract, and so that's going to be relatively cheap quarterback play compared to the rest of the NFL and what you're seeing other teams have to pay for quarterbacks. It's the whole Super Bowl-winning formula that when you have high-quality quarterback play on a cheap contract— you have a lot more money to spend on all the other players around your quarterback. And so you need to maximize those years while your quarterback is cheap and get as much talent around them and try and win that Super Bowl. With fields costing so little, eventually once you get out of Andy Dalton's contract and Nick Foles' contract in the next two years, you're going to have even more money to spend. And yes, Ryan Pace has already had some trouble with cap space and spending money. There's some separate issues and factors here, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't sign Allen Robinson to as much as you can get him on this team. Obviously, you don't want to just hand him a blank check and make him a 27 or 25 or $23 million wide receiver. But that's not what he's asking for. He's just asking to be paid like a receiver of his caliber. I don't think he's being ridiculous in his demands. I don't think he's unrealistic in where he belongs. And the Bears are in a spot right now where they can afford to pay a wide receiver to support a rookie quarterback. If the Bears were rebuilding and blowing things up and you say, you know what, we're really not going to contend for another couple of years because we got to do all this stuff and turn over the whole roster, then maybe you don't want to pay Allen Robinson over that span because, you know, you're, you're sort of building a little bit more long-term. But with Justin Fields, maybe it's not this year, but we're talking the next five years is that rookie quarterback window that you got to hit. And lo and behold, you could sign Allen Robinson to a five-year contract and have him here for all of those years, right in the prime of his career, to support the rookie quarterback that, that Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are staking their jobs on, that the franchise is being staked on for its future. Everything revolves around Justin Fields, and there's no better way in front of the Bears right now to support Justin Fields than to ensure Allen Robinson will be here for at least the short to midterm future here on a long-term contract of $20 million a year around that range that Allen Robinson was seeking. And it's absolutely insulting to say, uh, we're going to stick at 16 and not even try and meet him somewhere closer in the middle. Now, what, you're, what we're facing essentially is that you're either going to let Allen Robinson explore the market in free agency and potentially lose him there, or you're going to end up paying him even more money as the market keeps getting moved up higher and higher this upcoming year. The Bears can no longer reach a long-term deal with Allen Robinson during this season after the deadline has passed, and they are at a huge risk now of losing their number one wide receiver and maybe maybe the best wide receiver in Chicago Bears history. I mean, if, if he was going to be here long enough, we certainly would see him break all of the franchise wide receiver records. Robinson definitely is up in that category, and all the more reason why the Bears should have met many of his contract demands and paid him at the level he deserves to be paid instead of insulting him 
with a $16 million a year offer. Come on. That's ridiculous. Anyway, training camp is almost here. Robinson is going to be there. The, the holdout situation is more or less done. He's, he's already locked in on what this year is going to be for him. And so we will keep our training camp previews moving for you all this week as we ramp back up to a full five-day-a-week schedule here on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. We'll start turning our attention to more of this Bears defense this week, going through some of the linebackers, then we'll get over to the secondary, and before you know it, the Bears will be reporting to training camp, and we will have real practices to break down, real players, real dynamics, and we'll be completely... I guess it'll feel like we're done with the offseason. So I appreciate everyone who's been following along with us. Getting through these long June and July months without Bears football can be tough. But I hope the Locked on Bears podcast has made it that much easier for you to bear down.